You are listening to Jai Long, and this is the Educators Rising podcast. Now, I know you have big questions. How do people like you and me make it as an educator? How do we sell online courses? How do we successfully coach the people around us, bring everybody up in our industry and take our lives and our knowledge to the next level? If you are obsessed like I am and you're thinking that's exactly you, that's exactly where you want to be, then this show is going to be for you. We're going to obsess over all those little things that are going to end up getting you big results. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Hey, welcome back to the show. You're listening to Jai Long. Today, I've got a special guest, Sophie from Sophie Lee Photography. She actually joined me on an educator's retreat this year in beautiful Byron Bay, Australia. And uh, I really loved working with her and I knew she was going to do big things, which she has done so. I did a little round where I contacted everyone that's been to the Educators Retreat this week and we just had a chat to a few different people. Sophie was one of them. What really stood out about Sophie is she's already a successful educator. She was already doing big things and she was creating retreats and had big wait lists for retreats and everything like that as a family photographer. And she was talking about like bringing it online and seeing how she could facilitate an online course that can help people all over the world. And I was like, yep, come to the retreat. You're at the right place. So one thing with Sophie was when she first came to me, she was really worried about creating an online course because it gets rid of the magic that an in-person event can have. And I definitely had those same thoughts when I started my first online course. But I realized that like, instead of trying to replace all the magic from something that's in person, you can create something totally different and it's really fun and you can still do in-person retreats and everything else as well. So it doesn't just have to be one or the other. There's so many things we can do as educators where we can show up and support our community in all different ways. Now, Sophie went on to do her first launch just a few months after that retreat and she did over $200,000 on that first launch, which is mind-blowing. So I'm really proud of her, really excited to see her grow and really excited to see those numbers and also excited to know that I'm basically been testing out all my strategies on these retreats before I put them in my online course. So I'm launching a course really soon. It's called Course Launcher. You can join the wait list if you'd like. It's at jialong.co. We're launching in just a couple of weeks, but I started putting together this course back in 2020 and since then I've been doing my own in-person workshops and retreats and actually just mentoring some friends of mine to help them launch their courses and their educating programs and I always do that before I launch a course because I always want to know and make sure that my content is relevant and it's actually working and I'm actually getting results more than just for me because sometimes you can get results for yourself and it's like yeah that's all good and well and everything Jai but you've got a lot of knowledge in this, you've a lot of willpower but what if you plugged it into someone else's business and see if it can work for them now for Sophie is a prime example because she is not only a full-time mom she's also a full-time business owner she's a full-time entrepreneur she's a full-time educator like she does a lot of things and so I always have to take my hat off to somebody that can run so many different facets 
in their life and they can do it so well. You have to learn a lot of things to get to that point. And I think she really has done that. So I'm hoping with her online course, she can step away from some of the other things that she does at the moment where she sells her time for money and she can actually scale up to seven figures. And I believe that she will. And I'm really excited to see her journey. So let's get into today's episode. If you do want to find Sophie, look her up on Instagram, Sophie Lee Photography. If you want to find myself at jialong.co, say hello. And if you do want to join up onto that uh, wait list for course launcher, definitely do it. It's going to be for all different stages. So we're putting different tiers in there. If you're just going from zero to $10,000 and you just want to start something, launch your first thing. Or if you're going from the 10 to $100,000 and you want to sort of scale up a little bit from that 100K to a million. And then we've also got the million plus as well. So I'm really excited to work with a whole bunch of new new educators plus entrepreneurs that are doing big things in the digital space. So let's get into today's episode. All right, Sophie, good to have you here. Hey, uh, could you introduce yourself for us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm Sophie I'm from Sophie Lee Photography. I've been a photographer for 20 years. And <laughs> I specialize in babies and kids and families, just the whole family journey. But more importantly, I'm a mum of three and a wife and yeah, just juggling both and trying to do my best at all of it. <laughs> yeah, in education, in the education space, in photography for about three years, three, four years. Tell me, I know for you, like you are literally a full-time mum, full-time business owner and pretty much a full-time educator as well. Like how does it go juggling all these different things and adding something onto your plate? Yeah. So I think like anything, it's almost like when you have go from one child to having two, there's there's a rocky period each time you add things and there's an expansion that happens and then you find your new normal and you kind of get to a point where you feel, oh, you feel mm. at least some ease. Um, but there's an expansion and it takes time. So I, I really correlate taking on more with work to almost adding children to our family. Each time we've had to make changes, we've had to ask for help, we've had to ask for assistance both in our family life and in the, in the business as well. And so it comes with growing pains, mm. but you find a balance each time. So now we're at a point where my husband works part-time so that he can do a lot of the logistics with the kids because I really wanted to uh, add more with work. And I was home heavily when the kids were really little. So we've kind of done a bit of a role switch and for now it works. And we kind of just keep our priority as to what's best for the family at each stage of our life. And right now this is what works for us. Do you feel like, I know uh, you've been doing retreats and a lot of cool things for a long time, and I know that you're getting into more the digital space of coaching and stuff. Do you feel like this path for you is going to help you get more time back for your kids and your family? A hundred percent. Yeah. And that was always the goal. I, I definitely wanted to take the time to build the brand, take the time to build the experience, find out exactly what it was I wanted to deliver and what was needed. Mm. Um, because I think sometimes we can get caught up in what we think is what's needed, but it's not always right. So that was a journey for me going out and meeting people in person face to face. But that in the long term isn't as sustainable with a family. I was this last sort of 18 months, I've been away a lot and it's worked. It's been great. I've loved being there, but it's definitely taken a hit in terms of where the kids are at in their life. And I have felt that pull to be around with them more as they grow and as they need their mum. They need, uh, we've, we've switched the corner from being keeping children alive. <laughs> 
to, you know, little kid land to being <laughs> their, their guide. And they really do want to debrief with me most days, if not multiple times a day. And I want to be around for that. So digital space has been allowing me to, I mean, you're my last appointment today and then I just go home and I'll be there when they get home from school. Yeah. Beautiful. Hey, so can you walk me through, like, um, before we worked together this year, I know when you came to the retreat, we were talking a lot about where you were at with your retreats, which were super successful. And how did you feel in that moment with going forward with basically with new options of what you could be doing? Look, it had been in my pipeline, in my plan for a long time. However, whenever you look at something new, it's so scary. It's really scary. And I felt that my in-person events had, and I, think, I know I said this to you, my mm-hmm. in-person events had so many elements, not just me. So much and, magic. And so much magic. And it had, you know, a champagne in the hand and a big hug. And there was, it was so much experience was layered on top. And in a way, almost you could hide behind elements of that because, you're giving advice, which is a really big thing. And it's a very heavy thing because you're always wondering as an educator, if you're, you, you really hope that you're genuinely helping people. That's always the thing. I'm like, I hope that what I, what I give to the, to the audience or, or to the people at an experience like that is, is worth something for them. And I think taking it online, I was nervous because it felt so permanent. Mm. And I thought, wow, so people can rewatch this and dissect this and they're really listening to every word. Whereas I think the stats on in-person stuff is people take away like 20% of what's said. Totally. So, whereas online, you know, you've got access for, to that, you can rewatch and I just wanted it to be right. And so it felt scarier to me and it felt if that was not the right place for me to go, I felt like it was the natural next progression, but I, ha- I did have a lot of limiting beliefs around it, whether mm. it was my time because I do remember when I was um, talking to you and you're like, I don't think I can replicate what I do online, like what I have in person. And it's very different. And we sort of talked it through a little bit. And um, it's interesting. Sometimes you just need to talk through something and then you're like, wait, there are other ways that we could create something that's really special. And another thing is it's not about replacing a retreat at all. Like that's the thing. It, it's like delivering something completely different and serving in a completely different way, which I find really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I spend way more time with these people online. Yeah. <laughs> I think is nice. And the feedback of getting what they feel is different because I've had people, there's people in my course that have done retreats and workshops <laughs> and now they're in here. So, so tell me about your course. I know that you went ahead and you did your first launch and everything. Was that scary for you to put together? Did it take a long time? Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, wow. It's like my fourth baby. <laughs> um, like birthing another child. <laughs> look, we had did have moments where it was just as painful as that. Um, look, it was a big project. I think the thing is that I realized is that there's so much, I had so many moments of going, bloody hell, this is um good on Jai for doing this. <laughs> I had a lot of respect for anyone that goes into the space. It's a lot more work than you ever think it's gonna be in many ways. Mm-hmm. In other ways, I think the presenting of information that I'd done leading up to that led me to be able to do that side of it easier than maybe some 
I don't know. So just speaking to camera, whole new experience. However, because I've delivered that information over again, it was, that was kind of cool. Uh, learning software. I'm not the most technical person. I'm so gra- glad that I have Ash, who's my full-time employee. I also just have to say, I am terrible at any software and stuff as well. I'm with you. Yeah. So I was very grateful I had her, but, but obviously for her too, she'd never even looked at the software. So we kind of did a trial period and we're like, oh yeah, we can get our heads around this, but actually doing it is a whole other thing. So huge learning curve, which also bonds you, doesn't it? Many times of laying on the floor going, oh my gosh, can we really get through this? Um, <laughs> and we, we did. And, you know, it's time. It's saying no. What I think this is probably the thing where I came unstuck a few times is saying no to what you know you can sell to free yourself up and gamble on something you've never sold before. And the people that do that and the people that really stick their neck out and are willing to step away from the safe, there are every day that I filmed, I'm like, I know what I could be making today and instead I'm spending triple that. That was the thing. That's the bravery. That's the digging deep and rolling the dice. You know, I wasn't able to take that money home. I had was like, I spent that today <laughs> instead of instead of making it. And, you know, when you're the main breadwinner and you've got three kids, you know, that's risky. And we just had to stick with it. We had to push forward and build it out. And I knew I wanted it to be great. And I knew that if anyone had been to an experience with me before, that if they logged on, they would feel that same level of service. And yeah, and we did. And it was great. <laughs> <laughs> and a huge, huge relief, but at the end, of course. But yeah, it was character building. Was the launch everything you hoped it to be and more? The launch was beyond what I could have expected. Yeah, because I remember you sent me a message on Instagram. You're like, look how much money I just made. Look how much impact we're making. Look at all the things that's expanding. Like, it was huge. Yeah. I mean, it's all the nitty gritty. And I think you you would have... Actually, you shared this at the retreat about how you woke up one night and you changed the price of the course. Mm. Lots of those sort of moments, should we, shouldn't we? We made some decisions that were not typical, right? So we had access to me, you know, deciding, do we do that for this many months? Do we do it for that many Mm. months? What's right? What's the price right? You know, we decided to only take full payment up front. And I really wanted to attract people that were just like really willing to like invest. Go all in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which was a risk. And we sold out in seven minutes and just, and we've just, yeah. And the wait list is still growing every day. And I could never have thought that that would happen on the first one. So we ended up taking just over a hundred for our first. We wanted to make sure that we weren't spreading ourselves thin. We wanted to feel what a hundred students, 120 are in 120 students. And how much was your program? Well, we had an early bird, which was only supposed to last a day, (laughs) but we didn't get to the other part of it because it sold out. So it was one night. Wow. Yeah, so it was what, supposed to be a week-long launch. We had it planned out. We had daily emails that never made it out because it sold so fast. So the first email went out with the link and I just don't even think people would have had time to read the email. It was just shocking. I don't think it really landed. And then we sort of, yeah, so we took on that amount. And I think it's still a learning curve. It was still my first time. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know, even think that many people would, you know what I mean? So it was mm. sort of 
like there's always the, I wonder how many people would have got like whatever, but we wanted to control the capacity um, to see how it all felt. I mean, even that first Zoom, it's like, that's a lot of faces. I wanted to make sure that I was, I was sort of ready. So yeah, we're excited. We're launching again in, in Jan and see what happens then. Hey, if you're a course creator or you're a coach and you're looking for the perfect platform to host your email list, your actual content, your courses, your coaching, everything else, then Kajabi is where it's at. I personally use it. It's a one-stop shop. It has everything in there from funnels to website building to email lists to course creation and everything else. And hey, it can save you so much money when you get rid of all those other subscriptions and just get straight into Kajabi. So Kajabi has actually helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like yourself make billions of dollars over the last few years. And I believe you are no different. You need to get in there and give it a try. And if you do so, I'm giving you a 30-day trial period right now. All you have to do is head over to jialong.co forward slash Kajabi. So to claim your 30 days, head over to jialong.co forward slash Kajabi. It must have felt so amazing to sell out in the first day, like, and it's your first launch ever. Yeah, I was very ready for all scenarios because everyone has such a different experience. And Mm. I think definitely like what I'd been doing, what I've been doing in the last sort of four years is definitely like led to probably had the right ingredients for a great launch. But I think you just go into that day and you just have confidence some days. And then some days you're like, Oh my God, who's going to buy this? I don't know. So yeah, big surprise, very, um, very humbling and exciting for us as a, as a team and as a family. You know what I found really annoying about you actually is when I met you, you couldn't see that you could do that. And that was like something for me, like for me, it was just like clear. Like I could see it. I was like, man, she better take action on this because I just know you've got a seven figure business sitting right there and it's going to happen for you. And so like, you know, when sometimes you're just like, hey, just get out of your own way. I push all that stuff to the side and like, let's do something amazing. And you did it. And it it was so incredible to watch because it's like, yes like it's there you know it was and I think that's what it was more than anything more than strategy more than yes and tips I think I remember you said it and then Morgan said it and I think that belief with someone who's done it because people Mm. around you can be very scared I had a lot of people telling me not to do an online course not to water down what I was teaching. They didn't see, have the same vision I did about, but I can't help people overseas. It doesn't suit me to go over there now with a young family. And there's people that service and there's people at home that are, you know, breastfeeding and can't leave their kids for an overnight retreat that I, I can't access and they can't access me. And so there was lots of naysayers, but then there was also a lot of people that, I guess had seen evidence that I'm a hard worker and they're like, you'll work it out. But it's not the same as someone who's done it that says, this is what I can see for you. Mm. And that was probably the biggest takeaway from the retreat. I came back thinking, okay, well, if Jai's built something similar and he's saying that almost you'd basically, not so many words, you'd be stupid not to do this. I thought, okay, well. Let's do it. Do it. Yeah. It's um, it's context. And I learned this a long time ago. And it's the same thing I'm looking for all the time. It's like someone could tell me I could scale my business to $10 million if I want to, but unless they've done it, I don't listen. 
because if they've done it, the context is like, oh, they've done it before. And so they actually know. And so then it lands completely differently. And I listen to that advice and it instills confidence in me. So it's sort of the same as like, if you get someone that's teaching how to grow Instagram following and they've got 200 followers, opposed to someone that's got like 2 million, you know, so the context changes, even though they're giving away the same information, you listen to the person that has done the thing that you want. And I think that's really powerful. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah. And I think just, yeah, that was, and then I remember when Morgan came to film, uh, he, he said it too. And I, he's like, you know, Jai says that you, <laughs> I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. I, I thought, yeah, okay. All right. Well, I think <laughs> then if I didn't do it, I'd regret that. And I'd wonder if they were right. Mm. And if it's right there. So with that launch and for anybody out there, that's sort of like in this, the similar position as yourself, maybe they're hardworking mums, they're juggling a lot of plates, they've got a lot of things going on. What would you say for them would be the biggest tip going forward into something like this? Yeah, I would be either listening to what your audience wants from you or asking them. Spend time with the people that you would be your target market. So depending on what niche you're in, is spending time, ask questions, Think about what they need and what support they need in in getting you know whatever it is that you are helping them with. I would practice the delivery, whether that's you know to whatever scale, whether that's just a small group. I mean, I started doing one on ones in COVID, and that really helped me build out my retreat content. And then my retreat content helped me build out my course content. So wow. I think that's a really great way to do it. I, I, even if I mean, I just think to myself, okay, if you would a florist and you were creating a course, like hiring a community center and doing some free courses, like during the week, just to go, okay, what helped? What didn't? Because I think what's helped me a lot is it's sometimes the small things when you've been doing something for so long, you can skip the detail and the detail could be a whole module, <laughs> but yes. you skip it if you didn't go out and spend time with people who are just starting. So I think getting to know what it is that you can offer and practicing the delivery and remembering that everything can be improved and everything can be redone and everything can be relaunched and repackaged and done again. But starting is the most important thing. It's going to give you the momentum for the next. So now we're re-recording some things. We're adding some things. Like even next week, I'm adding to the course. We're constantly asking for feedback from the people that are in there, which then helps me deliver better for them while they're still there and then more for the next. So taking on feedback is always, throughout all the things I've done in business, has been the biggest thing. My clients have built my photography business and my education um, clients are, are building this. So definitely asking always for feedback. You've got to build a thick skin. And I think anything that you can do, okay, so if your goal is, okay, in a year's time, I want to launch a course or in two years time, I want to launch a course, thinking about what you can do today to make that launch amazing. So it's building audience, building your brand. I mean, brand building is the most important thing now. And it's branding that helps you price yourself. So I believe when there is a market that is competitive, like photography, the only thing that's going to make you set your price above many others is your brand. It's your perceived value. Your reputation, all that kind of stuff. So whilst you might be at home with your little kids 
not ready to do it right now or not ready to go and film stuff right now, what can you do from your home to build your brand, build your reputation and create an audience so that one day you can sell them something? Mm, I love that so much. There was so much value in that. So thank you so much, Sophie. Hey, I want to say a big thank you. I'm so blown away by everything that you've done. And I know it's just the beginning. And that's the cool thing, you know, so it's like you can be impressed by day one of, like you said, it's like four years to lead up to day one of your launch, but you do it and do it again and do it again. And it's only going to grow from here. So it's just the beginning. Thank you so much, Jai. Thanks for your encouragement. And yeah, for believing in me and showing me the mirror that I needed. (laughs) And I'm very grateful for that. Hey, Riser, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm excited to see the big results that you get and celebrate those wins. If you do want to join my community, I have a Facebook group called Educators Rising, and I believe it's the place that you need to be if you want to share your wins, you want to share your strategies and everything else. I do show up live and I do get in there and interact with everybody. So it's a lot of fun. Also, if you're a creative entrepreneur, I do have a podcast show called Make Your Break. It's incredible. We have so many good speakers. There's lots of motivation, inspiration, tips and tricks, strategies and everything else. So be sure to check those out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll see you soon.